This podcast has language that some people may find offensive. You're listening to Opie and Anthony. On the virus. Serious XM. This is Shock Chocks, the rise and fall of Opie and Anthony. I'm Matt Provenzano. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Episode 6, Greg Shells. On July 2nd, 2014, around 1 a.m., Anthony was walking around New York City by himself with a camera. He had recently gotten into photography and decided to take some photos. Apparently, while taking photos, a black woman was caught in the frame and heard the shutter sound. She assumed he was taking a photo of her and attacked Anthony. She punched him repeatedly. Anthony didn't do much to defend himself, despite being armed with a gun at the moment. He was badly bruised. Anthony went home. He logged on Twitter. And he went nuts. He repeatedly called her a cunt while explaining his recollection of what happened in his own colorful language that fans of the show had been accustomed to. But he didn't stop. Quote, The automatic jump to violence in that community is astounding. No discussion. It starts punching at the least little thing. Uncivilized. Unquote. Another tweet said, quote, There's a deep-seated problem with violence in the black community. Try to address it and you'll be exiled to racistville. But it's real. Unquote. He then posts a blurry photo of her and calls her a, quote, cunt rag, bitch, fuck, animal, pig face, worthless, meat sack, shit pile, stink crotch, ass stain, rot bug, unquote. All his words. He tweeted for what seemed like forever. He went on and on and on. Hours later, mourning for the Midwest, the inevitable happened. The news picked it up. Sirius XM radio host Anthony Cumia. This guy is a racist prick, which we're about to show you. It's already begun, but it's going to get worse. Seemingly hate-filled remarks on Twitter after he claimed an African-American woman punched him in New York's Times Square. Opie and Anthony were no strangers to getting fired. So when all this was going down, fans of the show and even those who worked on the show feared the worst. Anthony attempted to defend himself. He tweeted, quote, why should I afford my attacker any courtesy? Insane. Unquote. In the two days in the wake of the tweets, no one knew what was going to happen. Fans assumed this to be the end of Opie and Anthony. Usually whenever they made headlines, it was never for a good reason and always led to a firing. Kumia's remarks and postings, including tweets and retweets that were degrading to women, were abhorrent to Sirius XM. There's a guy who's been saying things about uh, African-Americans for a long time, about how they're savages. They are the shock jocks fans love to hate. On July 4th, 2014, Sirius XM fired Anthony. Not Opie, not Jimmy, just Anthony. After 20 years together on the air, Opie and Anthony are no more. Opie and Anthony radio show host Anthony Cumia has been fired by satellite radio company Sirius XM. He tweeted, quote, Sirius decided to cave and fire me. Welcome to Bizarre World. Fired for shit that wasn't even on air and wasn't illegal. Unquote. Despite firing one third of the Opie and Anthony show, Sirius XM still decided to keep the show running 
with only Opie and Jim Norton. Because of contracts already signed, Opie and Jim had no choice but to stay. The day Anthony was fired, Opie called Anthony personally. The conversation lasted barely five minutes. They discussed what needed to be done with the show, that Opie and Jim needed to stay on. Anthony understood. Opie would later describe this phone call as cathartic and the lamest conversation ever. They were both tired. It was as if 20 years of work, friendship, heartbreak, bickering, disagreements, and hardship had finally caught up with the both of them. And in this one final moment, the two men who spent two decades making a living by talking to each other finally had nothing left to say. Opie and Anthony was officially over. On July 14th, after the weekend of the firing, Opie with Jim Norton, then named simply Serious Talk, started without Anthony. Uh, this is uh, extremely strange, yeah. to say the least. Uh, there's no Anthony. Yeah. We're in a horrendous spot. Yeah. We're in a horrible spot. We're in a shitty position. Here's what it's like. We were having a threesome. Right. And... Um, the chick just got up to vomit in the bathroom, so Open and I are just kind of in bed. Yeah. Not too sure what to do. Yeah. We both still have hard-ons. Yeah. Not going to take care of each other. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> so now what? <laughs> the two discussed the strange situation. I read Ann's tweets, and I said to myself, I swear to you, I said, oh my God, we're fired. But I just knew in my gut, I'm like, this is not going to go well. I absolutely do not believe that Anthony should have been fired, Okay. They absolutely should have wrote it out. And if we could have got back on the radio, me, Anthony, and Jimmy, we would have, we would have, we would have figured our way out of this one easily because the jokes would have been there. Hear me very carefully. I think Anthony wants to go it alone for a little while. I really believe that, and I'm, I'm all for it. It's going to be a great thing because I see these people on Twitter, you know, just beating the shit out of us, going, "Why don't you guys quit and just join Anthony at live from the compound?" If you, if you kind of read between the lines of, of the interviews he's done and, you know, his TV appearance. I, I know Anthony enough. I, I pretty much can say this. He wants to do this alone for a little while. And I think he's very excited about it. I really do. I don't know how this is going to work out. I mean, this is not, you're not listening to the Opie and Anthony show. You're not listening to us just trying to move on. You know, obviously Anthony is irreplaceable. You know, that's, it's ridiculous. If, you know, if you're thinking that me and Jimmy are just going to like move on, it's just now different. We're not trying to continue the Opie and Anthony show. We're, it, it, that would be ridiculous. Fans of the show were outraged. Some were angry at Opie and Jim for staying and not staying loyal to their co-star. Some were angry at Sirius for the firing and unsubscribed to try and prove a point. Opie and Jim understood the backlash and admitted to disagreeing with Sirius as well. Just four days later, Anthony put out a trailer for his new show. The Anthony Cumia Show is premiering August 4th on anthonycumia.com, uncensored, unrestricted, no bosses, no management, my show. Finally, I say what I want, I don't have to take shit from anybody. And on August 4th, live from Anthony's basement, the Anthony Cumia show began. Just Anthony being Anthony. Married English teacher, uh, arrested for carnal knowledge of juvenile after her male student was overheard bragging about sex with, yes, Two teachers. That's hot. That's hot. She'll probably do like a week. And that's the other one. <gasps> Opie and Jim would continue as normal. 
or as best they could. They still stuck to the regular routine. They still had comedians and heavy hitters as guests. They tried as best as they could while eternally acknowledging the horrendous spot they had found themselves in. Yeah, because as, as an ex-escort, you have no idea what a 69-year-old guy is looking for. No, no idea at all. Right. He just wants to read your blog and help finance, what, a pop-up book about what it was like when you were a hooker? <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Every time a guest from the old days would come on, they would make a joke about the situation. We haven't seen you in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a little while. You're, you've been busy. Yeah, Anthony looks weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. He got, know. He got better oh, looking and dumber. He got all these tattoos. I know. And I'm fucking girls over four. That's all. That is weird. Jesus. That must be an adjustment. Occasionally, callers would ask questions about Anthony. Sometimes, Opie didn't exactly take it the right way. Opie, why is it that you're ruining the show since Anthony left? There's a lack of chemistry between you and Jimmy. Uh, I think don't, our, first don't of all, give him jokes. You're steamrolling I'm right now. Yeah, because I'm going. Because I'm going to. Because you're you're just a, a, a stupid little fucking hater. Okay. Oh boy. The, no, you, you are. Right you're one of those people that will never be satisfied. There's a lot of you guys out there. I I get I get how that works. Why do I continue to have radio jobs over and over and over again for way more money than you'll ever see in your entire fucking life? Because People carry you on their... They don't carry me, you dope. I fucking... First of all, I created the whole fucking thing in the beginning, you idiot. And I've also handpicked most of the people that you hear on the fucking show. I was the one that brought Jimmy to the show, not Anthony or anyone else. But there was support on both sides. Opie and Jim always made it a point to plug Anthony's show, and vice versa. Yeah, he has his own show called The Anthony Cumia Show, and he does... He's like a professional... He's a better studio than we do in his house. Two months after the premiere of Anthony's show, he released a video on YouTube titled, Anthony Elaborates on His Relationship with Opie. Eventually, I'll have Opie on, but um, I don't know. I, 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 haven't really, I haven't really heard from him. <laughs> Me and Opie were together 20 years. And I don't know many people who are friends with people over that length of time where your dynamic of, of your relationship doesn't change. I think we had a lot more in common when we first got together in the business than we did at the end of it. That's for sure. He went the, you know, family route and I stayed the person with a completely arrested state of development. It just wasn't the same anymore. And again, no blame, no nothing. It's just the way it went. I think we're both having our time away from the unit that we had been for uh for 20 years so so that's it now go fuck yourself he also shed some light on what happened in the late 90s that started making things awkward when we first were doing radio especially up in massachusetts uh he had his girlfriend that you know he had a long-term relationship with and i had my old fucking wife when we went out it was the four of us Oh, when I decided that I hated my wife and wanted to get the fuck out of that marriage, um, that whole dynamic started changing between me and Opie. And then I think I'm, you know, I'm just speculating, but I believe there was some resentment um, to my new girl at the time that I was uh, that I was seeing. I think there was definitely some resentment there, and I sensed it, and there was an issue, and it just, uh, it, it did put a lot of strain on uh, our professional and personal relationship. The video seemed to suggest that things were okay, that while Opie and Anthony weren't on the best of terms, 
they still respected each other and would happily do the other person's show. But the audience couldn't help but feel a personal growing separation between Opie and Anthony. Whenever one of them was interviewed, they would be asked about their ex-coworker. I think, honestly, the way you guys interacted with each other, what he was good for was sort of directing the whole thing. Right. What he did really well was, like, sort of guide things. Like, sit back more, let you guys be funny, but, but guide. Like, figure out, like, maybe we need more of this. Maybe we need more of that. Yeah. And there was real value to that. But, like, for instance, you and Ant. You guys had a really magical thing going and were one of the, you know, one of the biggest of big at, at one time. Little things were building up to the truth, which was that behind the scenes, Opie and Anthony did not like each other. There's the issue of Opie going to bat for Anthony. When Anthony was fired and Opie and Jim stuck with a job, many people suspected that Opie was completely fine with Anthony's firing and didn't even attempt to talk to Sirius and have Anthony brought back. Opie would constantly defend himself on this matter. I did what I could for Anthony. I absolutely did. But to say I wasn't trying to, you know, save his job is just complete and utter bullshit. And this is the last time I'm going to say it. I sleep very well at night knowing that I did the right thing. But as the months went on, Opie would change his story a little bit. You know, it was very convenient when he got fired and then it was like, oh, okay, well, here's my opportunity to, you know, move on from this. Yeah, absolutely. We all have opportunities in life. Yeah, absolutely. I know, and, and if I've we actually had got any out. type of chemistry left or any type of relationship left, I would have went to bat for him big time. And we did go to bat for him, you know, but it, 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 was, it was a whatever effort. Did Opie really go to bat for Anthony? Then, on February 17th, 2015, Larry King was in studio. Larry King has an unprecedented history with interviews and celebrities. So when he was on the Opie and Jim show... He inquired about Anthony. How did Opie and Anthony start? See, that's my curiosity. More interesting, how did they end? <laughs> <laughs> did Howard come in on this? Uh, yeah. He, he said we all should have left with Anthony. Do you feel that way? Uh, no. No. Because you need to make a living. Well, I, I like what I do. So. And Anthony didn't expect you to. No, he did not. No. But for some reason, people like to ignore that part of this whole story. Right. Uh, and gave his blessing as far as me and Jimmy moving you know, forward. And then down the road, we figure it out, Larry. Who knows? If you need to know, I think we just kind of needed to take a break. There was a lot going on there. It wasn't just the incident. We just kind of needed a break. How long has Anthony been gone? Seven, eight months. Opie evades, every, he evades everything. In what way? What else do you need to know, Larry? Anthony goes off on a rant, you keep your job. Hmm. You're right. <laughs> he hasn't been on Anthony's show. Ah, hasn't been on Anthony's That's true. Show. Yeah. The biggest down probably was that we lost our friendship a long time oh, yeah. ago. So you worked we together really... without being friends. Yeah. Well, I, I, he's my friend, but non-practicing. I don't hate the guy. But you didn't socialize. No, that went away a long time ago. When that the was show a... ended, you went your way, his went his. Yeah. Larry, the show could have easily broke up way before it did. But it was uh -huh. just time to kind of move on for that a little while. Nice. This led to Opie revealing what was previously unheard. That Opie had no faith in the show moving forward. That the guys had lost their chemistry. And that the firing was basically just a happy accident. I think there, if there were other points in my in our career where this thing happened with Ant, yeah, I probably would have left right away. Yes, but things became very different near the end, too. And, okay. and that certainly played into it. You're right. 
I think we were both sort of looking for different things and had frustrations uh, towards towards it, each in other. In other words, time had come. I think okay. that's, I think twenty years is. is a great run. It was the first of many times Opie would get more personal on his relationship with Anthony. Jackie Gleason once said, "If you think you have clout, you have clout. If you think you don't have clout, yeah. even if you have clout." You don't have clout. We have a little clout. So it's all in perception. We have clout now. Larry. So you could go in there and say, I want Anthony back. I don't know. What do you mean, I don't know? I don't know. For, that's the answer. Oh, just like that, because I have clout, then I could do that. That's what clout is. All right. I got clout then, I guess. Don't look at me. I'm a cloutless zilch. <laughs> 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 then Opie tweets this out. Quote, management is very happy with the direction of the new show and has gained more than 20,000 subscribers, unquote. Opie didn't mean this to be a jab at anyone. He wanted to deflect some of the negative hate that was being thrown at him and Jim. So all he was saying was that things were going well. But Anthony took it personal. In a Newsweek article, Anthony said, quote, We had discussed it on and off air how moronic management is with this type of radio. So to go out and say management likes what we are doing here, you aren't only insulting your own show, but you're also taking a jab at me. I see it as a personal insult. Unquote. In the beginning of April 2015, the relationship between Opie and Anthony would take a turn. Once again, we have to look to Twitter, the thing that's been so detrimental to their success. It started with the two of them bickering about how Opie would handle the contract negotiations for SiriusXM. Opie would use old radio tactics in order to get what he wanted, but Anthony claimed that no one else in studio knew if Opie was going to resign or not, meaning they didn't know if they were going to have a job. Opie claims Anthony knew he was bluffing. And here's where the tweets start. Anthony tweeted, quote, I swear, Opie can say we all knew it was a bluff, but everyone on staff had no clue if we had a job within minutes of a deadline. Short deals were never about money. Unquote. Then he followed it up with, quote, I'm so fucking tired of hearing how I wanted to move on from the show. Total bullshit. I wasn't bitching every day about how I wasn't resigning. Honestly, Opie, I'm not the one to try and pull a radio bit. I'd just rather have it aired out on air, where no one can pull bullshit. I hear Opie has clouded serious. Go to your handlers and tell them to let me on your show. Apparently, they know good radio. Now. Unquote. Opie responded, quote, Five years at the same salary with no raise or get a raise every two years. Hashtag do the math. Unquote. Opie followed this with, quote, Yuck, you want to do a radio bit? Stop manipulating the haters and exaggerating the truth and I'll meet you for a beer. Unquote. Anthony responded, quote, the biggest raise Opie got during Sirius XM tenure was after I was fired. Fuck this social media shit, Opie. Your show or mine? No 140 character limit. Let's talk it out how it should be. On air. Pick a day. Unquote. Opie then posted a video of bridges exploding, an obvious metaphor of the situation. Then Opie tweeted this, quote, You still are human garbage. Might want to look at what is really eating at you. I'm not the problem in the end. Unquote. 20 years of radio and friendship. It all ends with human garbage. Anthony tweeted, quote, Ouch, my comments were at least respectful. Oh well. Unquote. 
On April 6, 2015, Anthony had a special broadcast of a show which he titled Walking on Greg Shells. Opie's haters came up with the term Greg Shells in reference to Opie's actual name, Greg. He decided that tweets weren't enough to describe how he felt. A lot of people with a lot of questions about uh, what's going on with Opie and Anthony. There have been a little, little jabs taken back and forth um, since July. For over two hours, Anthony went into great detail of his working relationship with Opie. He talked about Opie's anger, the troubles that other workers and interns had dealing with him, and what he felt were lies. Opie had brought up that, um, that he, he saw this, uh, this Opie and Anthony thing coming to an end. He saw the end was near and uh, had some ideas as to how to keep the brand alive and keep this thing going in some uh, capacity. Uh, with everybody involved. And uh, one of the ideas was splitting the show. I got to tell you, in all honesty, I've never heard of this. <laughs> I heard from, from Opie many times uh, on posts that the end was, was near. It was obvious the end was near. We hadn't spoken off the air for 10 years. I heard that one too. But that doesn't in any way take away from what was going out on the air the show was working i've worked with people that i didn't have discussions with over the years i just never understood the um cloud of doom that was in the studio a lot and and uh, opie is the kind of guy that his mood will dictate the room i don't have a clue what was said to management by anyone on air. I just don't know if anything was said down the hall that would have made an impact to get me back because I truly believe that uh, Opie did want to move on. <laughs> if the situation had been reversed, I'd have fought tooth and nail with the fuckers that were constantly undermining the program. I don't think that ever happened. I don't think the gauntlet was ever laid down. I don't think a very strong argument was made to keep me on the show. And to say management is very happy with the direction of the show now is ludicrous. Tells me one thing, if it's true, that the show fucking sucks. Opie is not one of the best at taking criticism or even jokes on a comedy show. As they call it on uh, Reddit, walking on Greg Shells. <laughs> <laughs> it was this weird vibe that we always felt like, you know, if, if Opie made a mistake, you, you know, put your head down and don't mention it. A lot of people uh, that left the show start bad-mouthing Opie. Opie would sit there dumbfounded like, why? But people have had a problem over the years. But there always seemed to be a problem. And that problem was never the problem. It was how much he got pissed off at the problem. To throw the phones... Now you've escalated the problem, but now we can't really do the show with you in that mood. We're both in our fucking 50s. We, we uh, had a business partnership together. Just because we weren't sharing warm showers doesn't mean we can't fucking run the business. I literally had to tell Opie once, and I know they're interns and stuff, in the but people don't like being snapped at. <laughs> I had to say this. 
There was one contract negotiation that was going on that got, I got so fucking pissed off at. I kept saying I was going to write a book and I was angry at the time. So I told everybody that came to my house, I'm like, I'm going to write a book and it's going to be called I Hate Greg Opie Hughes. And then a subtitle, no, really, I hate Greg. Like, like I would get so mad. The following day, April 7th, all ears were on Opie to hear a response. Would he say anything about it? What could he say? Would he treat it as a joke? I just, you know, I, I just want to move on with my fucking life and uh, my career. But for some reason, Anthony will not let me do that, which is uh, extremely strange to me. I'm, I'm saddened by it. I, I feel bad for him. I think it was completely pathetic. I had nothing to do with his firing. But for some reason, he will not leave me the fuck alone. Period. I, I knew for many, many years that Anthony disliked me immensely. I, I knew for many, many years he was manipulating people behind the scenes to also dislike me immensely. I tried to talk to Anthony about our issues over the years. I tried. What Ant did last night was just completely, completely and utterly uncalled for, period. And he's like, you know, my show or your show. And I felt, you know, after 20 years, I deserved maybe we could try to figure out some shit behind the scenes, a beer, uh, dinner, whatever. What he should bring up is the fact that the company was very, very mad at Anthony Cumia. They were mad that he was missing a lot of days of work. They were also very, very annoyed with the fact uh, that the race rants were going on day after day after day. And they were worried that someone out there, a blogger, was going to take a soundbite of what Anthony said, put it online. It would be blown out of proportion. As far as me and him goes and as far as trying to work out our issues, I tried. I know that he, he obviously had major problems with you know something, but he never ever vocalized it. We would not talk before we did this radio show. And then we would have blowouts because, uh, you know, we couldn't take it anymore. And then that was the only time in the last fucking 15 years we literally were on the phone together. And we would work out our problems. And it would actually feel good. And then we would, like, promise, well, we should start hanging out again. We should, you know, you know maybe do some more dinners. And then I would, and this, this, this breaks my heart, to be honest with you. And then I would say to Anthony, I go, you know, man, it would be really cool if, uh, you know, you saw where I lived. He goes, yeah, I would really like that. That would be really nice. The fact is, and I only bring this up because he, he's trying to, you know, tell everyone yesterday what kind of fucking person I am. Here is a fact. Anthony has no fucking idea where I even live. He's never been to my house. Okay. I've been in my new house for eight years. He's never fucking seen my house. I have two kids. He's never met my daughter. He wouldn't know what she fucking looked like if she crawled right by his fucking face. When I got married in Philly, it was a three-day event. Anthony went for half of a day. He decided uh, during my wedding uh, to go to Atlantic City and take some of the staff with him. That hurt me a, a lot, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you. Call me whatever, but, you know, I, I am sentimental in, in the end. I, I never got a wedding gift from the fucking guy in the end either. I'm devastated how this turned out, absolutely, you know. I, I wish I I wish I could, uh, could say something differently, you know. I wish. But the fact is, me and Anthony fucking don't like each other whatsoever. Period. After yesterday, he's made it impossible to ever do a radio show with him again, to be honest with you. 
they they call me Greg Shells or something. I swear to you, it doesn't bother me in the fucking least. What does that mean? Like people are scared. People are scared when they're around me. Good for them. It's not scared. No, it's not a scared thing. What is it? That you're the boss. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to be the boss. I never wanted to be the boss. Your your mood kind of dictates the mood of the room, whether you want that or not. Um, that's what that is. Sure. I have a feeling what this is about way back in 99. You know, there was a, there was a girl around that I probably should have been nicer to. Uh, I know I apologize for that years later, and maybe it was too late. But that's, that's, that's 16 years ago. That was 16 fucking years ago. I do wish you the best, Anthony. In the end, I wish you nothing but the best. I don't really like you. That is a fact. I don't like you. But when me and Anthony started doing radio, we couldn't get enough of each other. After radio shows, we would call each other and uh, then we would, you know, talk talk about the show for hours. And, uh, you know, the fact, the fact is, I, uh, I did, you know, love doing the show with him. And, uh, when that, you know, relationship changed in 99. I uh, I never got over it, and yeah, I I took it out on his you know girlfriend, and uh, and that was wrong. But we we stopped you know creating together more or less in nineteen ninety nine two thousand, and part of me uh, never got over that. What became clear was that Anthony treated the entire situation and the 20-year growing separation as a coworker that slowly became hard to deal with. It was frustrating, but he was clearly past it. Opie treated it as losing a friend. Opie took it much more personal. Jimmy was caught right in the middle. He got the gig. Opie was his co-star, but Anthony was his best friend. At this point, there was clearly no shot in hell of there ever being a reunion of the biggest duo in radio in the 21st century. Together, Opie and Anthony burned the last bridge they had. Next time on Shock Jocks. The relationship between Opie and Jim develops into something else. I mean, we do a good show together and stuff, but we're not that close. Anthony gets under some hot water. Where the fuck is my gun? Fuck! And conspiracies and pettiness lead to where we are today. On the conclusion of Shock Jocks. Shock Jocks was created by me, Matt Provenzano. The music you are hearing was made by Brad Fry. 
The first part of the theme song is Gang With No Name by Tex-Mex from Director's Cuts. It can be found on ExtremeMusic.com. The second part of the theme song is Don't Stand Alone by Set It Free under Gas Can Music. The album artwork was created by Nick Balsamo. Thanks for listening.